This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, May 24th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nelly. Here's today's headlines. China pressed to increase U.S. ag imports by $25 billion. EPA, USDA meeting on RFS plan. Farmers wooed on GOP immigration bill. Trump wants to more than double ag exports to China. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue says the Trump administration is pushing China to increase its imports of U.S. agriculture products by $25 billion. China currently imports about $20 billion in U.S. commodities annually. Purdue, speaking with reporters yesterday, said the two countries would need between two and five years to ramp up trade to that level. USDA officials will be carrying a list of products that Trump wants China to buy when Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross leads a delegation there to resume the talks. The Foreign Agriculture Service has been closely involved in the recent negotiations, according to Secretary Purdue. USDA and the EPA set to discuss biofuel plants. The USDA and EPA officials are meeting today to continue discussions about increasing ethanol usage while addressing refiner concerns about volatility of the market for biofuel credits. The meeting follows months of White House summits on the issue and plentiful amounts of controversy over how EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt has administered the program. The ethanol industry is pressing EPA to move forward with issuing a vapor pressure waiver that will allow E15 to be sold year-round. Growth Energy CEO Emily Score said President Trump promised to protect statutory targets under the RFS, and we support Secretary Purdue's efforts to ensure the EPA upholds that commitment to rural families. There's no reason to delay action or to attach unrelated gimmicks designed to benefit a few refinery owners. The meeting comes amid reports that Marathon, the second biggest refining company, is seeking a waiver from the RFS requirements. Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa said the Marathon request shows the embarrassing loophole, as he calls the RFS waiver authority, needs to be fixed. He said that an oil company making billions of dollars in profits even thinks it has a shot at receiving a hardship waiver proves how broken the process is. The statutory volume obligation for conventional biofuels is 15 billion gallons annually. That's what Congress intended. That's the spirit of the law. That's what President Trump promised. The refining industry argues that the waivers haven't hurt ethanol producers. Goodlatte seeks to assuage concerns on immigration bill. House Judiciary Chairman Bob Goodlatte is offering some changes to his sweeping immigration bill that are meant to address some, but not all, of the concerns raised by farm groups. The proposed changes, a summary of which was obtained by AgriPulse, are aimed in large part at easing concerns about a proposed new farm worker visa program, including touchback provisions that require farm workers who are in the country illegally to return to their home countries. The summary also notes that a requirement of the bill that foreign farm workers have health insurance is still under discussion. GOP fight puts egg in the middle. Goodlatte's bill is at the center of an internal Republican struggle that resulted in the defeat last Friday of the farm bill. A group of conservatives demanded that the House first vote on Goodlatte's immigration measure before they would support the Farm Bill. 
A group of more moderate Republicans, meanwhile, is using a discharge petition to try to force a House vote on legislation to legalize DREAMers, those immigrants who were brought to the country illegally as children. Farm groups are watching the ongoing GOP struggle, unsure if anything will come of it. But they're still holding out hope that a bill could make it to the Senate to replace or liberalize the existing H-2A visa program. We can't afford for this Congress to go home at the end of the year without addressing that issue. That Paul Schlegel of the American Farm Bureau Federation. Farm groups still have some doubts about the adequacy of the H-2C visa program that Goodlett's bill would create. And that touchback requirement remains risky and likely needlessly disruptive to farms, families, and communities. That, according to Craig Regelbrug, a leader of the Agriculture Coalition for Immigration Reform. Winter bee losses rise. It was another rough year for U.S. beekeepers who lost about 31% of their colonies this past winter. That according to an annual survey conducted by the Bee Informed Partnership. The partnership received responses from nearly 4,800 beekeepers who manage about 176,000 colonies or approximately 6.6% of the estimated 2.67 million managed honey-producing colonies in the country. The loss of 30.7% of colonies over winter is up 9.5 percentage points from the winter of 2016-17 and 2.8 points over the 10-year average. During the summer of 2017, an estimated 17.1% of managed colonies were lost to the U.S., slightly lower than the 18.2% reported for the previous year and lower than the 20.9% average experienced by beekeepers since 2010-11. Beekeepers have maintained or increased their colony numbers by splitting hives or creating new ones, but with consistent year-round losses, Proactive management has become a necessity. From hurricanes along the Gulf Coast to the Midwestern drought, which affected my own operation, to wildfires in the West, this has been a challenging year for beekeepers, said Chris Hyatt, vice president of the American Honey Producers Association. The Honey Bee Health Coalition and its partners have made important progress in proving honey bee health, but these colony loss numbers and environmental challenges only underscore that we still have work to do. House Transportation Committee OK's Orta Bill. A water infrastructure bill cleared the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee yesterday, the day after the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee passed its own version of the legislation. Both Water Resources Development Act bills would authorize new Army Corps of Engineers projects and require a study by the National Academy of Sciences of how the Corps analyzes the costs and benefits of projects. The House bill would allow the full use of funds from the Harbor Maintenance Trust Fund. The Senate bill does not address the trust fund. And the House measure does not address reauthorization of the Water Infrastructure Finance and Innovation Act, which provides low-interest loans to local governments and utilities to repair existing water and wastewater infrastructure. New agency chiefs on board at USDA. Three USDA agencies have new administrators after a swearing-in ceremony yesterday. They're Richard Fordyce at the Farm Service Agency, Bruce Summers at the Agriculture Marketing Service, and Carmen Rottenberg at the Food Safety and Inspection Service. Here's today's He Said It. 
at USDA, I want us to have a culture where good policy makes for good politics. We're not here for political purposes. We're here to get the job done. That Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue at the swearing-in ceremony for new administrators. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, May 24th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Kelly.